Maximize Your Influence is your podcast for the latest persuasion, sales, and negotiation techniques. Our mission is to help you influence on command, anyone, anytime, anywhere. Your host is the author of Persuasion IQ, Laws of Charisma, and the best-selling book, Maximum Influence. Now, your host, Kurt Mortensen. Hello and welcome back to Maximize Your Influence. Kurt Mortensen here. This is Podcast 298. As we creep closer to away from Podcast 300, expect great things and some giveaways. We're talking about today that fubbing hurts persuasion. If you don't know what that is, stay tuned because it dramatically hurts. And we'll give you some tools to get past that. Hopefully everyone's having a great week and achieving their goals persuading with power. I had a semi-active week, did a few webinars this week. In fact, if you want a webinar for your team, at least 50 people, reach out to me at Kurt, K-U-R-T, at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. I will do it for free. Of course, I'll provide additional educational materials at the end. If you're okay with that, let me know. I will teach them some things that will rock their world, and they'll be better persuaders, make more money, be more successful, increase their happiness, You name it, everything you want in life is on the other side of persuasion and influence. Of course, everything you need is at MaximizeYourInfluence.com, from the Persuasion IQ test to your free best-selling book, Maximum Influence, and access to the YouTube channel, Maximize Your Influence. In fact, we're going to talk about this week, ways to know people are lying. So let's kick things off. Let's do a ninja this week, a Persuasion Ninja. Go! And I'm going to take the honors of this one. I've only done it a few times, but I think I deserve this one. A little background here. My daughter had been sick and probably a little dehydrated. And she went to an event and fainted, right? And, of course, they call the ambulances. They all come. They take her to the doctor. I rush to the emergency room. They want to do all these tests. Tests on this, tests on this. I'm like, she's had the flu. She's probably just dehydrated. But no, no, no. There might be brain damage, there's heart, there's all this, you know, and of course you get the bill for that. You're like, wait a minute. She was dehydrated. That's what it was. So fast forward a couple of years, and this happened to me a few years ago. So this was a while back. I just remembered it the other day, so I want to share it with you. I had a pneumonia. Now, I self-diagnosed myself. I've had it before. I mean, once you get one, two, I mean, it gets easier and easier to get. You can pretty much know when you have it. And so I'm like, all right, I'll go to the doctor and I need some medication. And I said, Doc, I have pneumonia. He's like, well, let me check. He listens to my lungs and listens to my other lung, and he keeps listening. He's like, yeah, I think you do. Let's take some x-rays just in case. I'm like, wait a minute, Doc. I know I have it. You just heard it. Why do we need x-rays? He's like, oh, just in case, just in case. I'm like, okay, no, no, no. Because I know that this is just cranking up the bill, and it's, maybe they're just doing the CYA, covering the rear end. And I'm like, wait a minute, Doc, I don't think so. No, we need to make sure. I'm like, well, I'm sure, and you just said I had it. Well, you know, it's part of the procedure. I'm like, tell you what, Doc, double or nothing. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, if I don't have it, I'll pay you double for that x-ray. If I do have it, it's free. He looked at me, he scratched his head, and he says, uh, well, maybe we don't need it. <laughs> and I didn't have the x-rays, and I got my medication. <laughs> So sometimes you have to call people out. They're doing the procedure. They're covering their end. They're just throwing things out. They're adding things on. Sometimes you just have to call them out and just kind of really feel, okay, is this something they really feel they need or they just do it because they're so 
supposed to. They have to. They want to. They're trying to crank up the price a little bit. Be aware out there, especially in the world of negotiation, this happens quite a bit. So I'm going to take it. Honors on me, Persuasion Ninja. Feeling good. And if you're new to the show, our next piece is going to be our geeky article of the week. This is where I go through all the research that's available in those scholarly journals that you don't want to read so you can have the latest research in persuasion, influence, negotiation, even self-persuasion. This one comes from us from Baylor University and the Journal of Computers in Human Behavior. You probably didn't even know that existed. And it's titled, Bosses Who Phone Snub Their Employees Risk Losing Trust and Engagement. This is what I talked about earlier about fubbing. That's P-H-U-B-B-I-N-G, fubbing. That's a new term. Look it up. It's called boss fubbing. Now, you can fub your friends, too. I mean, i got to be careful how I say these things. This is a family show. But let me explain what this means. So research showed them that the behavior as simple as using a cell phone in the workplace can undermine an employee's success, and it lowers their trust. So fubbing is when you look at your cell phone when you're talking to people. And we all do it. I know my wife tells me, I need your eyes. It's just how it is. And so when you're looking at your phone or multitasking on your computer, it's known as fubbing. Now, if you have a great relationship and it doesn't matter, it's probably okay. But if you're trying to build a relationship, build a team, build trust, lead people, you probably shouldn't fub based on this research. And one of the big complaints was you pulled out your cell phone, you know, when it rings or beeps or buzzes even if you're in the middle of a conversation. And sometimes you don't even think about it. It's like, oh, you just grab it. You're just on autopilot. If it rings or beeps, you grab it. That's just what you do. And the study found that 76% of those surveyed showed a lack of trust in their supervisors who fubbed them. 76%. And 75% showed decreases in psychological meaningfulness at work and psychological availability. What does that mean? That just means open to them, being honest, being truthful, give it 100% would be psychological availability. So as they dug deeper, they found that there was a 5% decrease in employee engagement, that they were less likely to feel their work was valuable or important, and they had lower confidence in their own ability to carry out their job. Bottom line, they say it's just respect for others. Now, I know as a manager, been there, done that, you know, multitasking, get things done, doing two, three things at once, but you're actually wasting time. If you're losing engagement, they feel less valuable, they have lower confidence, there's a lack of trust, and they feel less meaningfulness at work, how's that going to help you in the long run or even the short run? And the bottom line of this article was developing the self-control to put away your smartphone in favor of meaningful Distraction-free interactions with your supervisor or other coworkers will yield benefits that far outweigh that text message, unread email, or social media post. Yeah, we can all work on that one. Wow, there's no sugarcoating there. That's important for all of us to work on. And of course, I will post that at MaximizeYourInfluence.com if you want to take a look at that article. No more fubbing. And now it's time for a little listener email. Oh, boy. This is from Enrique in Argentina. Says, thanks, Kurt. I love listening to the podcast. Thanks for giving me power. Doing the podcast at Influence University, I've doubled my income in the last three months. There we go. Commercial for that, influenceuniversity.com. 
There's a free part of it where you can have access to the archives and the 10 common blunders of persuasion that are costing millions of dollars. Enrique goes on to say, Kurt, what is the secret sauce? What is that one thing that we need to do better that will dramatically increase my success? Well, Enrique, I chose your email for this podcast because of the fubbing and talking about that secret sauce, that one thing we can all work on. Now stay tuned here. Be careful with what I'm going to say. It's one we all need to work on, but you're going to be in denial. It is listening. Oh, how we stink at listening. Great persuaders are great listeners. Great persuaders know that if you listen and ask the right questions, they'll tell you everything you need to know to persuade them, but people don't. In fact, as you look at the complaints, as I interview your prospects after they've lied to you, they complain about your listening skills or jumping to conclusions or always interrupting only having a one-sided solution, or coming across as a little too arrogant, kind of a know-it-all type thing, and those all come back to listening. And I know you've heard this before, but you stink. We got to get better. This is the secret sauce. Stay with me. I know what it's like. In fact, when corporations call me up and say, we need to do listening training, I'd rather shoot myself. Why? It's a hostile audience. A, they think they're good at listening. B, Their boss sent them to listening training. It's their boss that stinks at listening. No, we all stink. We can all learn to do it. There's such a big difference between hearing and truly listening with your ears, your eyes, and your heart, especially those that are using the phone. Big complaints there are, sounds like you're using a script or you're rambling. Your tone of voice, you're hard to understand. They feel rushed. They're only pretending to listen, lack of empathy. I mean, we got all these things that we need to work on that we can do better at. So just open your eyes here. We can all improve. I can improve. I know I can. And so let's talk about why we stink at listening. First of all, let's change the name. I'm going to call it Empowered Intelligence Gathering. How's that for verbal packaging? That's one of the 12 laws of persuasion in Maximum Influence. Empowered Intelligence Gathering. It's not just listening. You are empowering yourself and them, gathering intelligence, so you can persuade them how they want to be persuaded, and you can know exactly what they need and want, so you're not vomiting all your features and benefit, hoping something sticks. Now we stink because most people have never been trained. Even in school, we never learned. We learned how to hear and write things down, but not truly listen. Our brain's always thinking about a response and it gets stuck, right? And we want to break in and interrupt before we forget. Not concentrating. We just don't care. We're just thinking about other things. We know attention spans that are an all-time low. Or you're jumping to conclusions, you think you know what they think without truly listening, and that's going to destroy any type of persuasion or influence. Or we're prejudging that they're not going to be interested, they're not going to do it, or what they need can be big challenges. But the big one is just thinking about that response, wanting to jump in, we don't want to forget. So let's talk about effective listening. And this is People Skills 101. I mean, it really is. You want someone to like you, you listen. In fact, I was on a flight from JFK in New York to LA. I mean, that's a long flight, and I was born with a sign on my forehead that says, Hi, tell me your life story. I've tried to remove it. I just can't get it off. And I was sitting with this guy, and he did. Live story. And I was listening. Not that diligently, but I was listening enough where he could tell. And we landed, and he said, Kurt, you're one of the most interesting people I've ever met. I'm like, yeah, you don't even know me. I hardly said anything. He said, best conversation I've had in years. (laughs) I listened and developed a relationship, and we actually did business later. actually became a very profitable contact for me just by listening. So what are the rules here? Give them undivided attention. Don't prejudge them. Treat them like the most important person in the world. 
they can do business with you or they know somebody that can, you've got to look them in the face. Over the phone, you might want to say, uh-huh, really tell me more so they know that you're listening. Show sincere interest. Ask the questions. Your tone of voice should be that you care, you're interested, you want to know. You're not just asking it. Try this one out. Your coworkers say, hey, how's it going? You're like, rotten, terrible. They're like, oh, good, good. They don't even get on their radar. You have to show that interest. And here's key in persuasion. Agree. Even if it's an objection or something mean. It's too expensive. Yeah, I get it. You know, that makes sense. Well, I understand. You know, pick one of those. Then solve the objection. Then keep listening. But here's the thing. Keep the conversation going. You don't have to respond right there. You've been taught your whole life as a persuader, answer a question with the question. But your brain's not geared that way. It's very difficult. When they ask you a question, respond back. Well, why do you say that? Well, tell me more. Well, how does that make you feel? Now, if you have a good relationship and it's not a tense situation, why is a great way to start? That digs deeper. If it's a tense situation or there are a lot of objections, how, how does that make you feel? How do you think we're going to do that? Triggers a lot less stress and tension. Just word choice is critical, as you know. Great way to listen to is use silence. Keep talking. Can they'll tell you everything you need to know to persuade them. And then pause before you reply. You're thinking about you going through. This is the key. This cracks the code. This is the secret sauce. This is the key to your success. I know you've heard it before. We all have. But this is one we can work on. This is one we can prove. This is the secret sauce. Oh, I can't say it enough. They'll tell you everything you need to know to persuade them. That is the key. Now, here's a technique really helped me with this and helps a lot of people. It's so simple. It's called the notepad. Whether you're face-to-face -face or over the phone, you use a notepad. Get okay, how it works. Very, very simple. Face-to-face. -face, hey, you mind if I take notes? I want to make sure I get everything. And they all say, yes, I've never had a no. And on the left, you take notes. Just jot a few things down. It shows that you're listening. It, makes, it improves the relationships. You have proof of what you talked about. And then on the right-hand side, if you have a thought or a question or a concern, write it down. And you can feel your brain just go, whoo, right? It's down. It's there. You won't forget. You don't have to interrupt. It's so simple. Very few people do that. And if you want to be a pro, come with three, four, five questions that you can ask. Things that get you to dig deeper and deeper. What does a perfect solution look like to you? How do you think you'd implement that? What keeps you up at night? How do you think that'll work? Have you tried that before? Tell me about your team's strengths. Tell me about their weaknesses. If you could fix one thing right now, what would it be? Those are powerful questions that you could use. Keep digging and digging because you're dealing with an onion. Right, uh, Kurt, what does that mean? An onion, meaning you have to peel back the layers. You got to... Get to the core, find out what's really going on, and that's through questions, peeling through layers, peeling through layers, peeling through layers to get to what's really happening. What do they really need? Because sometimes they don't even know, and they don't figure it out until you ask the right questions to figure it out. Think about this. This happens in the workplace. There's this big challenge at work. Oh, problems are happening. You're getting called in to the vice president, figure out ways to solve this, and you're, all, you're just prepared. You're a little nervous. You get there, and... And you walk in and they're like, hey, how's it going here? There's a challenge and you're getting ready to talk about it. You want them to ask you questions to really figure it out. They say, yeah, this is what you probably need to do. And you leave. And that would really bother you because you didn't get listened to. Do they really understand the problem? Do they know what's going on? Do they know every side? They just gave you a solution without listening. 
That's a challenge. A big complaint against managers is that they just pretend to listen or don't listen at all. And they have their solution already in their brain. They don't get any feedback from you, maybe no questions, no input, no clarification. They just give you the solution without really knowing what's going on. In fact, my early mentor, Brian Tracy, said, take a habit of dominating the listening and let the customer dominate the talking. In fact, studies show that uh, 60% of all misunderstandings, uh, listening. Another study, 80% of our success in learning from other people's uh, listening. Great leaders are listeners. And another study showed that there's a positive relationship between effective listening and being able to adapt to your audience and persuade them. So especially this week, work on your listening. I'd also work on your questions. Questions are power tools. They create mental involvement. They're engaging. They can control a conversation. Simple questions like, what do you think about? How do you feel about what's important about? Work on those. The questions of listening. The questions of listening can go a long way. And also practice answering a question with a question. Again, your brain's not programmed that way. You've heard it before. But you want to respond. You want to give them the answer. Well, if you ask another question, clarify, peel the onion, peel the onion, find out what's really going on. A lot of the times, you're solving the wrong objection, the wrong question, because they, they threw it out there. It's not really what they thought. Things like, it's too expensive. That's a lie 67% of the time. You've got to peel the onion back. What's going on? You know, compared to what? What were you looking to invest? Why do you say that? If we don't fix it now, how much is it going to cost you? I mean, good questions to dig deeper and dig deeper. That's the key. That's what makes you a powerful persuader. So, Enrique, hopefully that answers your question. Thanks for emailing in. Of course, those emails that are used on the show, they get free access to Influence University, to the intense 52-week program. Now, don't let that overwhelm you. It's just a little lesson every week to help you understand the world of persuasion and influence. So, Enrique, that is the sauce. That's the secret ingredient. And I thought secret sauce was an American thing, but obviously it's used around the world. And I know it's something you didn't want to hear. People want to hear this new law, this new techniques, this new science. And those exist. We could teach those. But you cannot use those without the fundamentals. And listening is a fundamental. Look at sports, whether you like football, basketball, any sport. There are the fundamentals. And when you look at great athletes, how often do they practice the fundamentals? And the answer is every day. You cannot do the other things unless you have the basic fundamentals. And that's what listening is. Listening with your ears, your eyes, and your heart. Listening is that fundamental, that secret sauce that can make the biggest difference in your success and your ability to persuade and influence. Awesome. Remember, everything you need to maximize your influence.com. Remember on YouTube this week, we're talking about how to spot a lie. Maximize your influence on YouTube, iTunes, and Spotify. Please subscribe. Hit the like button. Tell your family, friends, and enemies. Do appreciate your email and everything you do and your feedback. Do appreciate it. I do like it, and I do read it. So again, thanks for listening. See, listening. And that's what you're working on this week is listening. Truly listening with your ears, your eyes, and your heart. And as you do that, you'll be able to persuade with power. 